Hey friends, welcome to the Redeemer Queen's Park podcast. Redeemer exists to help connect Jesus to people, people to community, and community to mission. We're gathering on Saturdays at 3 p.m. to worship God and fellowship. If you ever have any questions, or if we could be of help in any way at all, then please give us a shout at hello at redeemerqp.com. We hope you'll be encouraged as you hear another one of our Bible talks. Let's listen to the next episode. Hey folks, my name is Thomas. I'm one of the pastors at Redeemer Queens Park, and I just wanted to hop on for a minute and to welcome you to the Redeemer Queens Park podcast. Redeemer exists to help connect Jesus to people, people to community, and community to mission. We are a new church community being planted into Northwest London since December 2019. We are delighted to have you tuning in for the podcast. This podcast is the audio from our weekly Bible talks given on Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. for the Redeemer community. We love the Bible here in the Redeemer community. We believe the Bible is God's word to us where we get to hear from God. Our pastors teach from the Bible each and every week, and we also have community groups where we gather to build community with one another and to connect with Jesus through God's Word, the Christian Scriptures. So as you tune in from week to week, that's what you're listening to. You're listening to a few pastors from the Redeemer Queens Park community going into God's Word and sharing the truth from Scripture with a community of people in Northwest London. And we're delighted to have you tuning in and joining the story as well. Bible talks aren't the only thing we're going to bring to you right here on the podcast. From time to time, we'll hop on and give you a few updates about different things that are happening in the life and seasons of Redeemer. We'll also share some notices with you about how you can become more of a partner or a member of the Redeemer Queens Park community as well. If we could ever help or if you have any questions about who we are and what we're up to, please do not hesitate to reach out with an email. Just drop us a note at hello at RedeemerQP.com. You can also learn more information about Redeemer Queens Park on our website, RedeemerQP.com. And you can also follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on our social media channels at RedeemerQP. That's it for today. We'll check in in just a couple of weeks. Thanks so much for subscribing. We're glad to have you with us. Redeemer Queens Park exists to help connect Jesus to people, people to community, and community to mission. Redeemer is a new church community that started up in London just 18 months ago. Redeemer is a new church community meeting in Northwest London, and this church community is open to you. Wherever you are, wherever you go, you find people who are looking for purpose. Every person who has a pulse is looking for a purpose to live their lives by. And today I want to share just a brief Bible talk with you, Redeemer community, and for everyone who might be just dropping in and having a listen about purpose, about purpose and the life that we have because of Jesus Christ. 
It was Augustine, that early philosopher and church theologian who once said, You have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Man, how about that for the start of a new year? A restless heart, anyone? Unknown chaos around the world. And we find something in our lives where we are looking for rest. We are looking for purpose. If you'd like, we are looking for life. I want to share with you a brief word from the Gospel of John in the Bible called, That You May Believe. That You May Believe. The author of the Gospel of John gives us an incredibly unique account of the person of Jesus Christ. It's one of four biographies of Jesus, but it's different than the other three. You might have heard of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, and in their biographies, they aim to give you traditional biographical accounts of Jesus' life. But John does something different, and we're going to be camping out in the Gospel of John for the next seven weeks as a church community. In John chapter 20, verses 20 to 21, it says that Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. That's what we want to focus on, Redeemer community. That you may believe and that you may have life. See, John was a close friend and associate of Jesus. John sat down to write down an account of the life of Jesus focused on specific signs throughout the life of Jesus. And by focusing on these specific signs, we may get to marvel at who Jesus is. We get to worship Him and we get to have life because of Him. Two big truths I want to share with you right now. The first one is this. Jesus is the Savior of the world. He's the Savior. He's not the Savior of people that you would expect. He's not necessarily the Savior of good people. He is the Savior of the whole world. The Bible says to all who receive Him, He gave right to become children of God. Children of God. Where God becomes their Father. He provides care and shepherding and guidance for our souls. He becomes the lover of our souls who looks after our life. Well, how does this happen? How do you become a child of God? Well, you become a child of God because God saves people. There are no gritting it and just making it children of God. There are nothing but grateful people who have been saved by the sheer grace and love of God. Well, what kind of people does God save to be His people? God saves people that you really wouldn't expect. And all you have to do is look at the disciples of Jesus to catch on to a few clues about the kinds of people that qualify to belong to God. You have Doubting Thomas. You have Whacked Out and Errant Peter. You can follow the stories of Jesus and you can see Jesus speaking to a woman at a well who was full of shame and self-hate for a whole string of adulterous relationships that he had, she had. And you see Jesus lovingly coming along, offering, offering her life, offering her purpose, meaning, and perspective that can only be found in a relationship with Him. I don't know about you, but... At the end of 2020, I felt like I was struck down and almost destroyed. Maybe you feel this. Maybe you feel in your own life like the whole world is literally stacked against you. Consider Jesus and the life that He lived and how He had everything stacked against Him. 
He had Satan literally against him. He had a fractured and broken world literally against him. He had the secular power of Rome against him. The religious powers of the day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, against him. His own disciples betrayed him. And he goes to the cross with all the punishment for all the sins of everyone who would believe in him bearing down on his soul. And he took it all down. And he gave it the hellish death that it deserved once and for all. And how does he respond? He responds by triumphing, by resurrecting from the dead. Jesus is the Savior of the world. And that's what this book is about. That's what this Gospel of John, this good news about Jesus according to this person of John is all about. This one Jesus. He had it all stacked against Him. And He knew how to live. He knew how to persevere. He took sin on Himself on the cross. Ultimately, He took the brokenness of this world onto Himself. He took it down to hell. And He offers to give us Himself life in return. Jesus is the Savior of the world, friend. And if Jesus is the Savior of the world, and if He is the Savior of the most unlikely and unsuspecting of people, then that means that the other Saviors simply won't cut it. At the end of 2020, you might have found yourself like me, exposed and found out for the different things that we're all tempted to look to and to trust in to find some sort of salvation. You might not be looking for uh, a, a, a strict salvation for your soul as a whole, but maybe you're looking for little points of relief, a, a little way to take a load off. Over this last year, man, many of our saviors of comfort have been found out. Look into, look into Netflix, to drugs, to alcohol, to experiences, to meals. Different ways we look to comfort ourselves. 2020 had a way of finding that out. That Savior has been found wanting and lacking for many of us. How about the Savior of control? Oh, this was mine. This was, this was me at the end of 2020. Found out and exposed for canceled plans, canceled dreams, trips that were postponed. Our desire to find a little bit of comfort and a little bit of relief by controlling different situations. Oh, at the end of the year, gone. And it's a gracious God to take away those things that we look to to save us and to give us some reprieve and some relief in order to help us get back to Him. You see, a lot of the angst that many of us might be feeling right now at the start of this new year is given to the fact that we have been looking to people and things other than God to save us, to restore us, and to relieve us. Friend, could I tell you right now, right now, and in this season, hear the words of Jesus. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden with many burdens, and I will give you rest. Do you want some rest to start this new year? A rest that will stay with you no matter what comes your way? in this new year, go to Jesus right now. Come to Jesus right now and in the course of this year ahead and find rest for your souls. Hold on to Jesus. And as you hold on to Jesus, know it is Him who is holding on to you. Well, friends, one of the big claims of the Gospel of John is that Jesus is the Savior of the world. The second big idea I want to share with you right now is that this Jesus, who is the Savior of the world, Jesus wants to give you His life. Jesus desires to give us His life. Now that gets into the problem. The problem 
is not that we have some mere external issues about us that can be treated with mere behavior modifications. No, the Bible does say that you and me and everyone, we have problems deep inside of us that require an inner transformation. God says that we need a Savior. We need Jesus Christ. You don't simply need to be better. You need to be alive. And there's a massive difference between the two. To be alive, you need a Savior. So God sends Jesus Christ. And this is the essence of the Gospel. So let's settle into this. Let's settle in and have a think. Because belief in Jesus Christ is the most consequential decision that every person has the opportunity to make. The good news of the Gospel is that you can have life in the name of Jesus. You can have life. Now every person with a pulse is looking for a purpose. And the Bible says that you can have the life of Jesus living in you. The Christian life is not that you as a Christian, you blow it and then you have to go back and squander back to God and ask for forgiveness. No, the Christian life is that the life of Jesus is making its home in you. So you and me, we're going to, we're going to blow it. We're going to mess up. We're going to fail. But as we grow in this Christian life, the life of Jesus is actually inside of us, leading to an inward transformation that is going to show up and affect everything in all of life. Jesus talked about this. You see this in his interactions with different people. John's writing that you may believe and by believing have life in his name. And you see Jesus talking about the nature of this life with the people he came across all throughout the Gospel of John. You see Jesus talking to the woman at the well who had years of shameful, adulterous relationships. And Jesus tells her, you can have streams of living water bubbling up inside of your soul. An inner transformation can become yours. Jesus talked about this with hungry people who were looking for bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread. You need me. You see, Jesus is after the transformation of souls, not behavior modification. Christ has come that you may have His life. It's what makes the Gospel so unique. The resurrection means that Jesus wants to resurrect our dead hearts and He wants to make us alive. You can have the power to walk. You can have the power to face the different things that come your way in this life. You can have the life of Jesus. This is where the Apostle Paul would go on to write in Colossians 1.27, it's Christ in you that is the hope of glory. You see, God takes us as we are and He miraculously places the life of Jesus into our lives. Salvation is not about believing something, but about God placing the Spirit of Jesus in you as you do trust Him in faith. This is what John's saying, that you may have life. What is this life? It's that the life of Jesus is going to become your life. This means whatever God is, you are. Whatever Christ has is now yours. It's, it's, it's like a, let me illustrate with this. It's like a player from a football team. Whenever a professional athlete is transferred to a new team, that athlete does not continue to consider himself to be a part of the old squad, even though he might remember it. No, he becomes a part of a new unit. He doesn't put on his old jersey. He doesn't sit on his old bench with his old teammates. No, the athlete has been declared to be on a new team. And by virtue of that declaration, he walks, he plays before a new team in, in a different scheme. And when you become a Christian, 
You may feel defeated at times. You may feel like you don't belong or that you're a hypocrite. But you have been transferred to a new kingdom and you walk accordingly to it. Friends, the love of Jesus utterly transforms us. This is different. It's absolutely different than external behavior modifications. That's not the nature of our problem. We have a, a, few, a few quirks that we just need to adopt a few habits. You just need to read a little more, pray a little more. Don't fix anything. This is about coming to Jesus. This is about coming to Jesus and seeing Him for who He is. And as you see Him for who He is and you believe in Him, this is about His life becoming your life. This is about you taking on a new identity as belonging to Jesus. Now, how are we going to do it? How are we going to get to the place where Jesus being the Savior of the world and desiring to give His life to us, how do we get there? We get there by reading the signs to life. And I'd simply like to invite you on this journey with us for the next seven weeks as we make our way through the Gospel of John and we consider these seven different signs to life throughout the Gospel of John. We'll see that Jesus proves who He is by doing a series of miracles. And as we observe these miracles of Jesus, we're going to see Jesus like an incredible Rembrandt portrait hanging against a bleak backdrop. The author John has a way of casting Jesus in these incredibly favorable lights where He stands up against a dark and lonely world. John is the master of the carefully framed luminous image that shines brilliantly against the dark canvas of this world and it lingers in our imagination for us to come and to discover who He is. In the next couple weeks we're going to see Jesus, this one who changed water into wine, this one who healed a crippled man of 38 years, this one who healed a nobleman's son from a long distance off, this one who died, was buried into the ground and rose from the dead. We're going to have a look at these different signs to life, these different pointers to who Jesus is. And by seeing who Jesus is and by believing in Jesus, you too can have life in His name. Let me conclude with this word from F.D. Bruner. He says, come into union with the Word who made you and you will come to life. So join us in the weeks ahead as we read the signs to life.